Hey, this is Brendan. And this is Vargas. And we're from Debates on Tap, here to tell you to come join us and some of our podcast friends on Sunday, March 6th. We're hosting a Mario Golf charity tournament to help raise money and awareness for Hope House, a domestic violence shelter here in Kansas City. We'll be at Cinderblock Brewery at 1 p.m. on March 6th, battling our friends from First Issue Club, Who the Hell is This For, and Nightmare Junkhead, and 18 Holes of Pure Chaos. Every donation you make to Hope House can also turn the tide in the favor of your favorite podcast. Not to mention, every donation gets you entered to win some amazing prizes, including free beer for a year from our friends at Boulevard. Mm, we should have led with that. Yeah, the free beer for a year. Yeah, most likely. So come on out to Center Block on March 6th at 1 p.m. and have fun with us for a great cause. Free beer for a year! What's that? Polka? No. The Metal. Metal! This is Okay, Vargas, you have... Death metal, thrash metal, power metal, black metal. Nice. I'm set. Gun to your your nuts. Let's say I got a gun pointed at you under the table. Don't rule it out. Yeah. Yeah. Which one are you getting rid of? Don't. Don't hurt me. There's a may or may not be a gun pointed at you right now. I'm getting rid of thrash metal. Are you? I am. That's the dumbest thing you've ever said. Well, you know, the answer is power metal. You have to get rid of power metal. (laughs) Is it? Yeah. That wasn't an opinion. It wasn't an op-ed. It was a test. I wish you wouldn't have had that second part of the question and just said, I have all those genres. And then that's the Well, end. yeah, in a perfect world, but we don't live in a perfect world, do we? We just got done talking about a Nazi website. So clearly, we if, if Nazis are creating websites, yeah. we are not. Not in a perfect. We won that war. It's true. That's the true. Nazis lost that war before the internet, yeah. and yet we have Nazis creating websites. Yeah. So heads up, don't go to Nazi.org. That's a bad website. Or email us and tell us you are, so then we can forward your email to uh-huh. someone else, and we won't spam that email address. No, we won't tell anyone your personal information and have them dox you at all. That's not our style. <laughs> At all. What is our style, though? Our style is finding out the best heavy metal band on the planet in the galaxy. And in we the are universe. We're well on our way. We are almost done with round two, which is insane. It's insane. Feels like only yesterday. Start with 64 bands, cut it down to 32. Uh, and we're, we're making that cut now. This is the onslaught. Uh, the best heavy metal podcast. The only one. The only one uh, out there yep. on, the in- on the Internet. I've checked and we're the only ones. Yeah. We've checked two websites. We've checked Google and we've checked Nazi.org. Yep. And we're not on Nazi.org, which I'm happy about. <laughs> they haven't, uh, we, we don't have our, our, our stream going there. So that's good. Uh, yeah. And if you type in is the onslaught podcasts, make sure you put that in quotes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. The only heavy metal podcast. We're the first uh-huh. thing that pops up and you just don't look past that. Correct. And there you go. Correct. Uh, I'm Brian and I'm Vargas. Man, we're on it today. We've solved two. We've solved two issues, two pressing issues in the society today. Check them boxes, baby. Got rid of power metal, and we <laughs> whoa. Uh, whoa, whoa. we decided Nazis are bad. So why why are you why are you equating power metal with Nazis? I'm not. It sounds like I'm saying we got rid of it. because yeah. that's the thing. We got rid of power metal, but we can't get rid of the Nazis. We've been trying for years and years and years and years yeah but why are you trying to put power metal in the same garbage can as nazis i'm not there's just two separate garbage cans oh like power metal goes in the recycling because it's better yeah oh, okay and nazis go straight to the dump to the bottom of it <laughs> they got to be under all those baby diapers and uh 
pianos? You still throw pianos away? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Once you once it becomes detuned, gotta throw away the whole kit and caboodle. Yeah, but if it becomes C tuned, then just leave it there because <laughs> it's where it needs where it needs to be. It's, it's in key. What uh, what's going oh. on over there? How's it going? Oh, it's it's so good. It's so good. Uh, have you listened to Damnum? Oh, you mean. Um, album of the year contender from a legion yeah yeah i've d- dabbled in it no i'm talking about the latest release from onslaught superfan greg Rogers. oh yeah yeah no i have listened to it yeah uh it's really fucking good yeah and i'm not just saying that to pander uh it's really it good to, i'll say it to pander but i will also mean it it's both it's nice <laughs> i guess when- <laughs> yeah it doesn't have to be mutually exclusive does it yeah no yet yeah, uh that that and zeal and ardor are my two early year album of the year candidates um man and um riley their new vocalist uh, of course on their uh past album he you started to hear it right you started to hear the opening up and and more uh clean vocals and what that would do for the band um a lot of tech death people uh i, I would say specifically technical death metal fans are sort of hmm well you know we don't sugarcoat things a lot so i guess i don't have to sugarcoat this either tech death metal fans are kind of up their own ass they can they can be not all of them of course yeah but they have uh they lean towards being up their own asshole yeah uh if somebody comes at you and they're like oh tech death metal like white chapel don't listen to that guy you've had the you're done with that conversation Mm -hmm. yeah yeah you finished that conversation whenever he said white chapel yeah uh no but a legion i mean they're going beyond uh just tech death you can't really especially with this album. Um, I just think they're progressing past that. But anyway, when I've seen a lot of positive reception to clean the clean vocals that Riley is bringing to the band, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I think it's doing nothing but opening up them, uh, their options to have more and more success. Uh, And I think this will be one of their best rated, um, critically rated albums. Um, And I think they're going to see a lot of success from this upcoming tour with Omnium Gatherum. Uh, I think that if, if this show has taught me anything, it's that bands that progress their sound tend to find more success. Yes. Right. Yeah, of course. Uh, you can't, st- we, I think we talked about that, uh, when we talked about the mat, when he had the Mastodon episode, you can't yeah. just stay stagnant. Um, or you can, and you'll, your name is Amon Amarth, but again, <laughs> As we discussed in that episode, they're not the same. Yeah. So uh, it doesn't matter how much you change. You just have to be able to. I actually, I was listening. Um, so today we are are covering, uh, I have Bellacore and you have. Death Angel. And we, uh, I was listening to an interview with one of the guys from Bellacore and the interviewer was another just really bad interviewer where he was just thinking about what he wanted to say. What high school paper was he from? Dude. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but it was still you know the uh, bellicor had a lot of um mr bellicor had a lot of uh mm. interesting things but the the interviewer said something he said um if how he heard this from another band if a band looks back at their first record and thinks it's perfect they're oh, doing something wrong for sure because any band would want change something yeah. about even if it's uh, i pr- in our interview with greg i praised how good their ep was and how much it still sounds like a legion even mm-hmm. you know a decade later uh but i'm certain that he would he'd be like oh i wish we would have done this or this uh even that you can be satisfied with it 
and still want you know to make changes to it so well that's how you grow as an artist and a person what is- <laughs> recognizing faults what well just recognizing not even, not even faults right just oh i we could do this differently next time yeah yeah recognizing that there's more than one option yeah and that's you know what that's okay unless you're thinking the option is not listening to this podcast that's the only option that is not an option what wait not listening to this podcast. oh yes no we want you to listen <laughs> you have to it's not that is not an option unless you're listening from nazi.org hmm. then you can get fucked i don't think our rss feed goes there yeah i i, we, I am for sure it doesn't but i'm saying if they pirate it uh, onto their web because you know when something's popular it's popular among all religions races and um horrible political outlooks so <laughs> we can't stop them from listening but we just don't want you to listen that's all yeah 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 what uh, what do we got for heavy metal news over there um so i know that we've talked about this but only because it's on the front page of metal sucks i'm gonna bring it up again i got a problem with them recent, i know recently i know <laughs> you've got a problem with everybody well yeah uh they 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 have an editorial up uh and the the headline is opinion separating the art from the artist is some weak ass bullshit. That wasn't a problem with him. I think I think their opinion on it is some weak ass bullshit. You don't you don't you think that you can separate art from the artist? We've is had this yeah. we, uh, every Monday. We host a podcast uh, with our our co host Brendan called Debates on Tap, um, and we've had this exact conversation. And I believe that the consensus we came to on that show was that you definitely can while still also recognizing that you don't want to support that per that artist. Yeah. I guess it maybe I, I read about the first paragraph and it was that heavy, like satirical, like, yeah, uh, it's we're metal. Right. Yeah. 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 Metal sucks. And, and so this is articles. How's this is going to sound if you were reading it out loud and I just, I couldn't take it. And yeah. I was like, so I skipped ahead a little bit, read a couple more sentences from another paragraph. And I was just like, I don't, that's definitely the way to read an article. Well, that's why I'm not. Uh, I'm glad I didn't bring it up. You brought it up, so you must have read it. No, I didn't. Yeah, okay. No. See, see what but you I'm, get. I'm not claiming to have read it. I didn't either. I well, said I read the first paragraph. Don't do that. Well, I can. How else am I going to be informed and talk about it in public to strangers if I don't read more than the first art the paragraph? I just read the headline, so I can speak to it completely. <laughs> Great. And we're that podcast. Great. Uh, no, I, I, yes, we did talk about that on debates on tap. Um, yeah, I think it's one of those things. So they're specifically talking about John Schaefer, right? And like, can you go back and listen to iced earth and still not support John Schaefer? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, yeah, you can, if you already have iced earth, yeah, you've if you already bought it, right? Putting it in your CD player is not supporting iced earth. Correct. Uh, streaming his newest album that he released might be, yeah, would be some. I mean, it is right. It is supporting. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how. I guess I don't know how. Like you know, Spotify or Spotify doesn't pay shit. No, you know. Um, so if you stream it once and you're like, oh, it's well, it sounds like the first Ice Ice Earth record, so I don't want to listen to it anymore. Uh, or if you stream it or buy it on like Bandcamp or something directly. Yeah, that definitely helps him. Yeah, of course. If you stream it on his YouTube channel, that could help him. I don't mm-hmm. know if he has one. So yeah, that kind of stuff. Or okay, a uh, different example. T- you know, Tim Lambesis. Right? Yeah. Um, 
I I wouldn't want to purchase anything he's been a part of. Like if if he released Austrian Death Machine three or four or whatever. Yeah. I would not purchase that album. And this is something that we actually did talk about on the onslaught specifically was the Tim Lam- Lambisa situation because uh, I can't remember. It wasn't metal sucks, um, but it was another metal publication that's very popular. I don't think it was like metal hammer, but it was one of those. Yeah, it was. Are you talking about the one that said they're not going to cover him anymore until he No, it oh, okay. was. So their their whole point, their whole stance was that there are unfortunately in America, especially, uh, money is sort of king, right? You need money to live and to get health care, unfortunately. A yeah. lot of the, right, a lot of stuff. People have families, so they got kids to feed, right? So if their chosen job is music, okay, the three other, four other dudes, however many there were, and as I lay dying, are never going to find, likely, are never right. going to find a band with a level of success that as LA dying had. So when grumpy Tim, we'll call him grumpy Tim. He seems like he would be grumpy after serving time for trying to kill his ex-wife via a hitman. And you know what? A quick offshoot here. It's never a hitman. You're never talking to a hitman. That's true. You're always talking to an agent. You're always talking to a cop. (laughs) So don't hundred percent. Just don't hire one. So he, those guys in the band are never going to find success that they had. And as LA dying, so they come out, Tim Lambesis gets out. Let's say they're like, well, this is kind of awkward. Let's go ahead and try to release another album. Now, I'm not, I personally wouldn't buy that album, right? But yeah. you're also taking money away from the three other dudes. Now, the the other side of that coin is, well, those three guys shouldn't have gotten back t- together in a band with Tim Lambesis, right? That's the obvious answer. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, well, they're musicians. They're they're also working another full time job. And mm-hmm. trying to make ends meet, you know, all this stuff. So there, it's like many things in this world. It's not just black and white. Sure. Yeah. You have to think of other things. John Schaefer is pretty easy because it's not like because Iced Earth came out and where they were like, well, he sucks. That, yeah. That's awful. <laughs> right. That's bad. Um, yeah. Iced Earth right now is just John Schaefer. Yeah. All the other dudes quit. Yeah. So it's not if you're buying Iced Earth stuff right now, you are currently only supporting John Schaefer. Correct. So that argument that I just said about as LA dying goes out the window. Right. Uh, I mean, same thing uh, when he was alive. Michael Jackson, same kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, now he's dead. So I don't know who in his estate it's going to or what is, you know, have if you buy yeah. like a Michael Jackson album right now. But I think a lot of people, I think that there's a lot of I don't know, using this term is is guys can be uh, i'm just gonna say it virtue okay. signaling uh, yeah right uh-huh. so if you get on twitter and you're like i haven't listened to michael to a michael jackson song in 10 years uh, i was at whatever bar and it came on the radio and i flipped you know paid to have the <laughs> jukebox switch right that's a no that's stupid you're not making other people not enjoy the song is not just because you don't want to support michael jackson sure is not that's virtue signaling. Well, right. That's, oh, look at me. I don't support him because he touches kids. Yeah, we all know. He's yeah. dead. Yeah. It's like, yeah. So, some people think that tacit support is active support, and that's also not the case. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, am I going to change the the song that comes on my MP3 player when I'm listening and it happens to be an Iced Earth song? I mean, no, right? Sure. Like, yeah, whatever. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. But like, 
you don't have to be the uh, um, I'll say a militant anti supporter. Yeah. If you do change it in your own car, you don't have to tweet about it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> we don't exactly, need to know. Exactly. It's that's your own thing. You but, do it and do whatever you want. But also don't don't buy CDs of people who you actively disapprove of their actions or disagree with. Yeah. And we can get into a whole a bigger conversation, but that's not what this podcast is about. Yeah. So we're not going to do that. Oh. I, I, honestly, what you should do, you should go pirate. You should go pirate a thousand, Ice Earth. A thousand percent. If you see some kind of like third party thing on eBay, it's Ice Earth. Buy it. Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you still want to listen to Ice Earth and you're like, I, I, well, I mean, I want to listen to a blah, blah, go buy it on a third party thing that it's not. Well, I'll, I'll do you one better, Brian, and say go to a used record store. There you go. Used record store and make don't buy new copy Buy a used copy by used copy. Go to your local. Re- every town has one. I don't yeah. care how big it is. If if not, if your town doesn't have one, there's one within 30 minutes of you. Yeah. Now, if you're listening in Alaska, I might have just lied to you and I apologize <laughs> or the middle of Montana, but get on the Internet and Google used online record yeah. store and you'll find one. you'll find one. Somebody somebody will ship you a copy of Blessed and the damned. Yeah. And because of what Vargas just said, I guarantee you there are loads and loads of iced earth CDs <laughs> yeah. available because of some guy that was like, oh man, no, I can't listen to this. And then he throws it all away. I got to dump all my, it's like the guys who burned the Jersey after their, their favorite guy leaves the team. Dude, those are my favorite people though. Come on. Right. <laughs> of course. Oh, yeah, I do remember you had parties with. Yeah. Yeah. You love those people. Well, Hey, come to my place and trash all of your shit. And because you, you don't like it and then you just dig it out and sell it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> no, no, guys, we're not going to burn this. We're just going to put it in this, this nice clean bag. So yeah. we can, ooh, and then I'll hit it against the wall. That'll yeah. show him. Oh, yeah. Give me your signed Michael Vick jersey that I'm not going to sell on eBay. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, I hit it. Ooh, bad. <laughs> don't you? <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's me. That's good stuff. What uh, should we just go ahead and dive in? Yeah. Uh, do you want me to? You want me to go first? Or yeah, you... I got, I got, I got five minutes to wait. Yeah. All right. Well, I, what I'm going to turn this into is a call uh, to Bellacor. I'm certain they're listening. Yeah. Let us tell your story. Let us let us get the information out there because guys, your Wikipedia page is low, and the references for the Wikipedia page are not dead links. They're not dead links, <laughs> oh, okay. but they're also like sort of just pieced together from whenever Bellacor was mentioned in a paragraph of an article. Now there is like a little 10 minute documentary on YouTube mm. um, where the members sort of just talk about like how, how Bellacor came to be. It's pretty interesting, but it's not like the in-depth stuff that you want. Now that could be because they've only been around since 2004. Oh, which isn't a long time, but there's they've only released five records. In that time, so they're from Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are named after. I couldn't find concrete, but they spell it the same. The apostrophe is in the same place. They are named after a character in the tabletop game Warhammer. Oh my god! No, we like nerds here. We <laughs> like nerds here. Now, would we ever play Warhammer? One hundred percent not, unless it was free. <laughs> <laughs> But it's not. It's very expensive. Um, but uh, I believe that they're named after that character because, again, same spelling. Fucking nerds. <laughs> hey, they're just, whenever this airs, they will have just been woken up. I don't know what, what the time difference is in Australia, but it's not the same. 
as it is here. And you don't want to wake up first thing and have some guy from America calling you a nerd. Well, you know what? Come on the podcast and defend yourself. Oh, Bellacore. yeah. We'll get him from all angles. <laughs> Tell your story. Uh, come talk shit, bro. Defend yourself. <laughs> um, they did not play outside of Australia until 2010. They had two full albums under their belt um before they were able to play outside of australia but in australia they supported um ale storm uh they supported um one one second i can't it's it's not as important because again uh, they uh they supported teresas that was the other one uh that i thought you would be interested in um fun band so they have five albums the one they released coherence in 2021 their most recent album and it is the only one that has charted but get this it cracked the it cracked 94 on the u.s top album sales no shit in 2021 hell yeah so uh they got 50 on the german album charts charts and 75 on the swiss album charts uh they play a blend of like progressive slash technical slash melodic death metal Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. think opeth but without the clean singing they still have like the musical like interludes in some songs they change it up that's their progressive thing but they've it's either spoken word or it's straight up death growls. Yeah. None of that pussy shit. We uh, had a friend in college <laughs> who did not like death metal because, and I'm going to use his words here. I am going to quote him. I'm oh, not going to name him, but yeah. I am going to put him on blast yeah. because it was very homophobic what he said. But uh, he said he likes Opeth until they quote unquote gay it up. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we aren't friends anymore. You know, cl- those classic Opeth tracks when they're like, I kiss dudes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Everybody loves I kiss dudes, though. <laughs> uh, it's forty-five minutes long. <laughs> the uh, they self-released their uh, debut album, The Frail Tide, uh, which everybody seemed to like, and it, it eventually got a re-release after they signed on to uh, a record label. I'm not going to go into their record labels. I, th- I believe they're with Napalm now, but they went through a few that a, are a like a bunch of nonsense labels, right? Yeah. Um, so when they got signed to their first label, they uh, re-released it uh, as a f- you know fully produced. Um, in two thousand nine, they they released Stones Reach, uh, their second album, which is the album that I found them on, and the album that I suggest you go listen to. Everyone, um, it is extremely good, and it is one of the most um, solid pieces of progressive mel- melodic death metal in the in the in the current scene. I would say. Um, okay, so I Vargas and I talked about metalstorm.net before the show in our little production meeting, and we remembered that it is not the Nazi website, which is Stormfront. Yeah, I wasn't going to say it because fuck them. They we're not advertising. You can believe yeah. it if you want, uh, but, but if not, fuck them. Yeah. Uh, we won't say it again, but metalstorm.net uh, has like an award. Uh, um, it's not like a ceremony, but they publish awards every year yeah um and stones reach won the this is an interesting category it won best mellow death slash gothenburg album oh so metal storms they're really like middle of the road plays in peoria yeah those kinds of yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely but uh i just think it's weird that uh uh no matter the style of music it is they're from australia mm-hmm. and they won best gothenburg album in 2009 for stones reach they won the same award um in 2012 with of breath and bone their third release um this time it was best mellow death slash extreme power slash gothenburg album oh they added they added extreme power which i don't know what extreme power is 
It's it's like Dragon Force, but faster. That's not a, Ex- that's extreme. More that's not extreme. A thing. Sure, it is. I I think the metal community has too many subgenres. There, I said it. What? <laughs> I know. I'm very brave. Thank I just you. burned myself on that hot take. <laughs> well, get used to them, bud. There are plenty of them. Um, after of uh, of Breath and Bone, they had a four about a four year hiatus when they released Vessels. Now Vessels is a little bit more atmospheric. Um, but it's still just as heavy. I guess if that makes sense, they kind of shifted their tone just a little bit for more like atmospheric, um, metal, not to the point of like Devin Townsend or the new blood incantation. That's just sounds. Yeah. Yeah. There's it's still songs, right? But just a little different direction. Um, and then five years. So they had a five year gap between that and coherence, which came out in 2021. Um, the one that is currently charting and, um, they are, I don't want to say back to form because I don't feel like they ever lost form, but they are definitely back to the band that fans have come to expect more traditional. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, Vessels did uh, again. 2016 vessels came out. It did win best quote unquote best heavy album in the age music Victoria an Australian industry voted music award which I think is pretty okay. anytime yeah. you get, you garner your peers respect. I think uh, it, yeah. it means a little more than critics respect for bands. I think a lot of heavy metal bands would rather win like a metal hammer, golden God than a Grammy. Definitely than right? a Grammy, but, like, but even that is still their, their critics. Yeah. I think if, if metal bands formed a union and they had the union awards. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, I think yeah. they, I think that would, you know, if, if, Bellacore won because Allegion and Opeth and all these guys yeah. voted their album to be the best one. I think that yeah. would mean a lot more than like the Players Choice Award in the NFL. There you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah you get it. Um, and and that is is kind of it. So good about Bellacore. They've only had one. Uh, they've only had one lineup change. Otherwise, it's been basically the five same dudes. Um, I believe two of them met uh, in high school. One of them. Uh, he was shopping with his dad in a Coles and there was like an ad for guitar player wanted this <laughs> band and nice. his dad brought him home or I guess his dad was shopping Coles. Yeah. His dad pulled it off and brought it home to him. That's legit. Um, and that's how he joined Bellacore. So that's, that's pretty cool. That's some real like Metallica shit. Yeah. Like the ad in the newspaper or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, man, I, I can't get enough of these dudes. Um, I've been harping on Vargas to listen to them a few years ago whenever I found them and wouldn't shut up about them. It's nice when you find a band and they already have three or four albums out. Yeah. Uh, and you can kind of go through that. Um, and that's, that's what I had. And then of course, coherence in 2021, I definitely recommend it, but um, yeah, that is, that's Bellacore. And I, I love that they're going up against a thrash Titan. Yeah. Um, well, first, before we get started on death angel, uh, I'm feeling a little bad that I shit talk Bellacore. If you guys want to come on the show as a peace offering, I will give you the name of your fan club a- and it is Bellacore. Oh, I get it. C O R P. Yeah. Yeah. That's good, right? That is good. I wish you wouldn't have said it for free just now. No, that's the peace offering. I, oh, I see. I see. That I pre- was the olive branch. I present that now they have. So to- even if they ignore your offering and we see Sign up for the official Bellacore Cor- newsletter. We know. We know. A trademark. Copyright. No, you now just we're gonna, gave it to the... Now we're going to sue you. So, <laughs> you know what? Wow. 
You that, were sent to that branch very quickly. The branch has thorns, okay? That's all I'm going to say. The branch has thorns. Uh, <laughs> all right. Death Angel. Uh, Death Angel is one of the original Bay Area thrash bands, uh, but they did not start out that way. Again, this is a band that like switched sounds, and I wish so desperately not only that, that, that I could hear Death Metal Immortal that we talked about last time. Yeah. Uh, I want to hear Iron Maiden Death Angel. Oh, is that what they that's were? what they started out as? It's like basically doing Iron Maiden shit. I mean, their... that's the re- new wave of British heavy metal is the reason thrash exists. Exactly. Um, y- yeah. Vocalist uh, Mark Ulsegeta, uh, he described the band as basically a Maiden ripoff uh, because thrash metal was not a thing when they started in 1982. Uh, the four original members of Death Angel were all cousins, so finding bandmates was easy, but the band had to reach a little further to find their singer. Uh, Mark is only their second cousin. Ah, <laughs> uh, can never rely on immediate family. Huh? You had to go to the big family gathering to find, you know, their singer. Um, also, uh, uh, I don't know. Interesting fact, I guess since the band is all cousins they were all filipino which i did not know okay i yeah i guess i never knew i knew they weren't white but i guess i never looked into their ethnicity yeah they're all filipino um so uh again singer mark he joined the band in 1984 his first show with the band was in april of that year when death angel played with megadeth at one of the four shows where carrie king played guitar for megadeth oh the Bay Area thrash scene in the 80s was wild. It was just like a big orgy <laughs> where everybody makes an imagine of all these famous dudes. Yeah. And this is not the last time in this story. We're going to hear a famous guitar player's name. Obviously. Uh, <laughs> I mean, come on. James Hetfield. There we go. Uh, in 85, Death Angel recorded and released their demo Kill As One, which was produced by Kirk Hammett. You, you got the wrong guy. <laughs> wow yeah i didn't know he produced that early yeah man 85 that's wild i, I know that's i said that playing the last paragraph he's got exodus he's got metallica yeah producing he's producing death angels demo um yeah so 85 uh they found success due to the underground tape trading scene and ultimately led to a deal with enigma records to release their debut album the ultra violence and a subsequent supporting tour, which saw Death Angel open for bands like Exodus, Voivod, and Destruction. Get this, Brian. At the time the album was released in 1987, all the members of the band were under 20. I mean, honest, that, that honestly doesn't surprise me for the way that Thrash was back then when it was just like dudes either in or just out of high school. Their drummer, Andy Galleon, was 14. That's a little surprising. When they recorded the ultraviolence. If you can't drive to your recording sessions <laughs> on your own. When you can't buy a lottery ticket or <laughs> <laughs> fucking wild, man. Uh, their second album, Throughout the what a title their second album frolic through the park was released the following year and garnered the band more mainstream success including a music video for the song board which would get regular play on mtv's headbangers headbangers ball uh they and they, they also sold out two shows in japan on the subsequent tour which i thought was insane because they're like 21 15 years old 15 to 20 like and yeah, they're man, selling was, out shows in Japan. Yeah. Frolic saw Death Angel move away from the traditional thrash sound and embrace a lot of funk, progressive, and then current music. They cite U2 as a big inspiration for the album. 
okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's what I said. I was uh, like, that's a sentence. I can't hear it, but they said it. So there you go. Um, Mark Olsegeda and guitarist Rob Cavan- Cavastani. <laughs> I'm bad at names. Cavastani. Cavastani. Uh, have since been critical of the album, stating that they're uh, stating their disapproval of the album's sound and production. In fact, besides fan favorite songs "Board" and Third Floor," the band almost never plays any songs from Frolic. Interesting. I, I mean, know. I guess because it's such a departure, but yeah, the, quote they, unquote departure. They hate this album. Like, I I, I kind of toned it down a little bit, but like, I couldn't find basically any quotes from them that were positive about frolic, huh. which again is wild. Cause this is the album that blew them up in the metal scene. I was just say, it's one of the most to me recognizable thrash metal, uh, album covers and one of the best thrash metal album names frolic, the park yeah. is a fucking awesome name for death metal or death angel record. Uh, so in 89, uh, Geffen records bought out death angels contract from enigma and released act three in 1990. The album features the singles, seemingly endless time and room with a view uh, in a ballad mostly sung by guitarist Rob Cavanosti and both songs received airplay on headbangers ball, but a mainstream breakthrough still proved elusive. In fact, the band released a room with a view, uh, the video and the single under the name D a because they were trying to downplay death, Angel. death angel. Um, Cavastani explained to a reporter at the time that he found the band's original name, quote, restricting the name Death Angel seems to imply hardcore thrash, gloom and doom, death metal. And we're not like that at all. If I were presented with 10 records and one of them from was one of them was by a band called Death Angel and I'd never heard of them, I'd stick that one on the bottom. Huh? That's well, from Death Angel's guitar player. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of metal fans would instantly if they were just perusing a used local record store and they saw death angel. I think they'd pick it up. I, I I'd would pick it up. I, yeah. I did. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, after the release of act three, the band was poised to make more big moves while touring. They scored gigs with forbidden Sepultura, morbid angel and sacred Reich among others. And they had sold out shows from New York to LA and the Hammersmith Odeon in England. Again, these dudes are like under 25. Yeah. Good. And, and they were making waves. Uh, they were slated to be the opener for the Clash of the Titans tour with Anthrax, Slayer, and Megadeth, and had an opening slot booked to support Judas Priest and Annihilator on the former's Painkiller tour. And this is the part in the behind the music when it goes grainy <laughs> yeah. and black and white. Yeah. Uh, but then tragedy would strike. Uh, while driving in Arizona on route to a show in Las Vegas, the group's tour bus crashed and drummer Andy Gallion was critically injured, needing more than a year to recover. Cavastani said at the time, in a way, it made perfect sense to have a major accident right now. It really fit the storyline. We've been pushing so hard for eight years and just not getting that far and getting so frustrated with not being able to get where we should after so long. It was time for something climactic to happen, which guess it did it did but uh, is the climax of the documentary it is it really is it's the low point and i'm glad it wasn't drug related yeah that is good uh that's just a shame the low point lasted for 10 years yeah right <laughs> and nobody died if i didn't make that clear that's, yeah, nobody yeah. died critically injured he's still alive as far as we know correct uh 
So after the accident, the band's label and manager pushed them to hire a new drummer and keep going. They played some shows in Japan with a replacement drummer, but when they refused to hire a permanent drummer, Geffen Records dropped them, which... Bad move. Shitty, shitty move. Um, also, Gaeta left the group and moved to New York to pursue a life outside music, and Kevin Stanny later explained that, quote, we weren't going to try and replace him with all the stuff that had happened. Uh, we were just totally disgusted at how things turned out, and we felt that there was, was a sign that the band was not going to keep going on. The remaining members performed a few acoustic-only shows in the Bay Area, appearing as The Past. In the summer of 91, Galleon fully recovered. Death Angel's remaining members, minus Osageta, reformed under the name The Organization, which was a song on Act 3, uh, with Cavastani taking over lead vocal duties. The band focused more on funk uh, and alternative rock than traditional metal. The organization toured exclusively throughout the United States. I'm sorry. They toured extensively throughout the United States and Europe, including two appearances at the big open uh, air festival in Netherlands, uh, the Dynamo, uh, and a support slot on Rob Halford's fight tour. And they also supported Motorhead in England. However, <laughs> both 1993's The Organization and 95's Savor the Flavor, which were distributed by Metal Blade, failed to get mainstream success and Cavastani and Galleon decided to disband. So that's two bands now that they've disbanded because they couldn't get anywhere. Yeah. In 98, Cavastani and Galleon reunited with Osageta for the first time since 1990, uh, along with bassists, whatever, Michael, <laughs> Michael Isaiah. I don't know why I put that in there. They formed Swarm and released a four-titled uh, EP, self-titled EP in 1999 and a five-song demo, uh, Devour, in 2000. And they toured with uh, Jerry Cantrell from Alice in Chains in 2000 and released a compilation, uh, Beyond the End, which was basically the two things together, whatever. Um, Swarm also did not get a lot of success and they disbanded, but the good thing about Swarm was that it brought death angel basically back together. Uh, so that set up their official reunion. And this is the part where we get to talk about thrash of the Titans again. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. 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 We don't talk about that enough on this podcast. Yeah. I think this is the third or fourth time we've brought it up, but it's the same story. Everybody knows it. Uh, death angel reunited, uh, albeit without founding guitar player, Gus Peppa, who was out of the country at the time. Um, but he did give his blessing. They reunited in August 2001 for Thrash the Titans, cancer benefit for Testament frontman Chuck Billy and death frontman Chuck Schuldiner. Uh, originally playing as a one-off show, the band received such positive response that they played a string of shows in the San Francisco Bay Area, pair of European tours, uh, despite the band having not released an album in literally a decade. Yeah. Well, it's another, I mean, another good thing came from Thrash of the Titans is they got it launched, relaunched Death Angel. Relaunched Death Angel, relaunched Testament, relaunched Exodus, like <laughs> so many bands. Uh, they also participated in Vakken and Bang Your Head Festival in 2004. Um, that same year, 14 years later, after their last album, the band released The Art of Dying on Nuclear Blast and reached number 50 on the Billboard Independent Album Charts. It's interesting because The Art of Dying has always felt like such a spiritual successful. It sounds like half those songs they had written in the eighties. Oh dude, they didn't miss a fucking beat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
So Killing Season was released four years later in 2008 and would be the last Death Angel album to feature founding members Dennis Papa, I'm sorry, Dennis Peppa on bass and Andy Gallion on drums. Relentless Retribution would follow two years later, uh, earning the band more success, charting at 10 on the Heat Seekers and 25 on the Hard Rock charts. The Dream Calls for Blood dropped in 2013 and see the band earn the mainstream success they'd been so long denied earning acclaim from fans, critics, and finally seeing Death Angel crack the top 100 on the billboard at number 72, a feat they would continue on their next album, Evil Divide, which got to number 98. Humanicide was released in 2019 and earned the band their first Grammy nomination for Best Metal Performance, but lost to Tool's Seven Empest, because I'm not going to say Tempest. <laughs> Because it's seven empest. I was, uh, can you, whenever you edit this, can you make sure that my eyes rolling out of my head didn't, um, uh, go over your yeah. talking there? Okay. Cl- clickety clackety, clickety clackety. <laughs> yeah, they lost a fucking tool because the world's not fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, Death Angel's planning a big tour with Testament and Exodus this year, which was delayed due to COVID and will likely get a new album release either after the tour or early 23. Hell yeah. So that's Death Angel. I have two. Death Angel fun facts. Give me the first one around 92. El Segato was invited to audition for Anthrax after the departure of Joey Belladonna. He was on the shortlist. Oh. The band eventually hired uh, John Bush of Armored Saint, uh, but Anthrax guitarist Scott Ian later wrote that El Segato, quote, had a great voice, but was strangely too metal for us. Interesting. I know, right? I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. Because Belladonna and Bush both have that, like, it's more heavy singing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, uh, Death Angel's definitely more thrash vocals. But I could totally see Ulsegata fronting Anthrax. Oh, for sure. For sure. But, uh, yeah, I just, maybe they maybe they were, especially when John Bush took over, they definitely went into a more, Oh, like, they leaned a direction, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so maybe that's what they were looking to do. Yeah. But. I would love maybe a one-off show of Ulsegata. That'd be fun. Singing with anthrax. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so here's the other fun fact. Uh, in 1990, so in 1990, Enigma records did not have the rights to release any death angel stuff. Their other, uh, they were, they were bought out. Their contract was bought out. Um, uh, Geffen was the other record label, but Enigma in 1990 illegally released and distributed fall from grace, which was a live album featuring songs from their first two releases and recorded at Paradiso in Amsterdam, Netherlands. The album was released without any input from the band members with regards to its songs, contents, credits, concept, or artwork. Whoa. The cover of the album doesn't feature the words Death Angel. Of course. It's it's just like an album and it says um, Fall From Grace on it. Man, if you can find that. <laughs> Here's the other wild part. The band learned of its existence when they stumbled upon it in a record store in Tucson, Arizona on the night prior to the bus accident. Yikes. Yeah. Enigma Records folded after the release, cashing in on the sales. It was basically their last ditch effort. Like, we're going to go bankrupt basically anyway. Yeah. So we're going to try and get some money from this thing. It has another fucking twist in there. The album was picked up, manufactured, and distributed by Capitol Records, also possibly illegally. Yikes. <laughs> so there's an entire Death Angel live album out there 
not Sonic Beatdown. They released that one with, on Nuclear Blast in like 2006 or something. Yeah, so if you have a Fall from Grace copy, yeah. <laughs> it's probably I say mail it. I say mail it to Death Angel. Yeah. That'd be cool. And then Death Angel, mail it. Mail it here. Mail it to so us. And then we'll put it in our museum. Uh, the Onslaught is starting a museum of heavy metal. <laughs> uh, we're going to have James' drinking problems there. Uh, we're going to have Death Angel's illegal records there. We're going to have the interview that Metal Hammer did with Cliff Burton last week. Yeah. What the fuck was that? (laughs) Oh, man. Hey, Uh, that was good. That was good stuff. Death Angel. So that's Death Angel versus Bellacore. Remember, this is fan. This is fan voted. We don't take critics here. We only take fans here. That's right. If you're a critic and you vote, your vote doesn't count. Yeah. Unless it's for the president when it it still might not count. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But uh, no, this will be a good one. So make sure you vote on our socials at the onslaught pod for Twitter and Instagram. If you don't have those, you can email us at the onslaught podcast at gmail.com. Make sure to subscribe to us on whatever you listen to us on. Uh, We are on all the things except Nazi.org. We are not uh, putting our RSS feed on that uh, intentionally, I think. Yeah. So don't don't go there. Don't even uh, don't even uh, I don't don't even know if that's a real website. Actually, I don't either. (laughs) I'm hoping it's not. Yeah, and don't d- don't do it on company time, and if you do, just say I was doing research. Yeah, hopefully you have some job that requires research. Don't tell your boss that we told you to go to that website because we're not telling you to go to that website. Yeah, but tell your boss about us and oh, have yeah, him yeah, yeah. or her subscribe. Yeah, have them subscribe to us and also their families. All of their families. Uh, don't put hostages out. Don't rule it out. Just say if you need people to subscribe, don't rule out taking hostages. All right, that's enough of that. <laughs> well, well, one more thing. What? Your favorite band sucks. Oh, you got me. <laughs>